This is the Author Archive podcast. I'm David Freeman. In this episode, I'm talking to Anita Shreve. She died in 2018. She'd written a lot in many genres, but she was mainly known for writing about love and romance. And the book that she talked to me about was called The Last Time They Met. Well, it's the, it traces the relationship between two people who don't spend their lives together, a man and a woman. And we meet them at three points in their life, once when they're 52, once when they're 26, and once when they're 17. And we meet them when they're 52 first, and it moves backwards in time. The idea being what went before to create what is, and um, sort of a thread of suspense through the book. You tend to write about young love, don't you? I do. This is the third book, I third or fourth book that I've tackled that subject. Um, I did it in Eden Close and in Where a Wind, um, and in a sense in Fortune's Rocks. One of the, one of the people's <laughs> young. She's fifteen and he's um, forty-one. But the novel is mostly about her. Do you think that we tend not to take that intense first love as seriously as we probably should? Possibly. Um, it's, in a way, it's almost unfashionable to write about love because in order to do so, you have to take it seriously. And um, we, you know, I don't know how much credence we give to people who fall in love at 14 or 15 or um, in the case of these two characters, Thomas and Linda, um, at 17. And but I really believe that those early first loves are sometimes the ones that stay with you the longest. They are, as she says in a letter to Thomas, um, I have always been faithful to you if faithful is the standard against which everything else has been measured. And sometimes it's that first love that becomes that standard. They're the same age, these two. Yes. Yeah. When you meet them, um, you feel that he hasn't weathered as well as she has somehow. You, he seems, my vision of him uh, when you paint him up on the stage there was slightly older, kind of more doddery. Uh, well, he's, he's been through a lot. He's, he shows his wear and tear. He's, um, he's lost a daughter, uh, a five-year-old daughter who's drowned. Uh, he's been through that. He was, he spent years as a heavy drinker. He, um, he's a, a bit of a roué in a sense that he's, you know, lived a lot. And I think that he's not, he's careless. He doesn't take care of himself and he doesn't have anyone who's taking care of him. Linda had benefit of a, of a very happy marriage. Her husband has now died, but she did have that interlude of a very stable, years in which she was a very good mother to her parent to her children what do they both do what does he do well they're both poets and um, they meet at a, a literary writers festival uh, in Toronto and it turns out that he's gone there because he's seen a brochure in which um, she's going to be there she's taken by surprise and um, they you know, he contrives to have them meet, and it's been 26 years since they've seen each other. And um, it's momentous. She tries to make it not momentous, but it is really momentous. Is it momentous because of the now, 
or is the whole point just momentous because of the then? Well, that's a question. Um, I think Thomas asked that of her. Is this important because um, the antecedents for that? Is it important because we fell in love at 17 and then remet at 26, or does it exist on its own right now? And that's a question that they grapple with. Okay. 26, where do they meet? They meet in Nairobi, Kenya, at, a, at an open market. Uh, Linda's in the Peace Corps. Thomas is in Nairobi because his wife has a grant with UNICEF. And he is, um, you know, he's just starting as a writer. He uh, is um, confident about his writing, but he hasn't made it yet to any extent. And he has a very... Um, he feels displaced. He is the expatriate in a country that uh, he's trying to understand, but in a way he understands that it will always remain opaque. Some part of it will be always be opaque. And they meet by chance at this, at this open-air market, and um, it's a stunning moment for both of them, and um, with, you know, quite dire consequences as it happens. And then we move because this is how it is. It, mm -hmm. uh, there's, three, there's three sections of the book. 52, 26, Six. and then 17. 17. And at the end of the book, you're into um, um, Help Me Rhonda, is it, that's playing on the car radio? You know, you're into the Beach Boys. That's right, yeah. Um, it's about 1966. That's right, 1966, 1975, and then 2000. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. And what sort of a girl is Linda at that point, when she's young? What's she like? Well, she's had, she's had a very difficult time of it. Her parents have died. She has been raised in the home of an aunt who um, really did not like her at all. And uh, without giving away too much of the mm. plot, um, something happens that causes Linda to be sent away. And she's sent away to really a girl's home. Uh, one step above an orphanage. Really, it's for girls, wayward girls, um, often girls who had babies while they were there, you know, unwed mothers. And she comes back. Um, the money is run out, and she comes back, and she spends her s senior year. It's, it takes place in a town called Hull, which is just, uh, just south of Boston. It's a working-class town um, right on the water. And um, when she comes back, shortly after she comes back, she meets... Thomas, but she has she has had a very unusual experience, and it's made her um, wary, very wary of um, relationships, particularly physically. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, particularly, particularly physically. So this is no this is no whirlwind. No, no, no. This is um, this is no easy teenage romance. Uh, Thomas works at this, yes. and um, they establish a bond that will last forever. You, you write very beautifully about sex. Thank you. Well, you do. Thank you. Um, is that something you have to work at? Well, I do. I think that it is, it's a question uh, I think every author has to answer. Um, do I include sex scenes in this? And you have to be very careful that they're not gratuitous. And, but most important, you have to be very careful that they're written in the same tone and the same language as the rest of the book. There, there are so many 
very good novels, and I don't know what happens to the author. You get to the sex scene, and it's as though they threw up their hands and just went for every cliche in the book, and it's um, something that you'd read, you know, uh, in a more lurid potboiler. And then they return to the very careful prose of real life. But you have to be, uh, less is more, definitely. There's no question, less is more. And you have to be very careful about your details. Yeah, but while you're, while you're writing about poets, you've got to be even more so. You, know, you do. Sort of, That's right. You do. Because uh, even the young one, you know, the, 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 the back of the car thing, I thought it was beautifully done. I thought it was lovely. Well, thank you. Thank you. When you've written a book like this and you say it's unfashionable maybe to, to write about love, does it, because you've gone into this subject, has peaked at it? You know, are, are you working out something inside you, or, or is it a kind of preaching? You know, hey guys, this is definitely not the latter. I mean, this has come about. Um, you can only say this is true because if you look at the body of work in, and you're looking for certain themes, each of my books is very different. Um, different cast of characters, different, very different settings, different centuries sometimes. Um, but if you look at them, you can see certain preoccupations, and one of them is love. And it, I have Linda in the book address that subject, why she feels it's an important subject, not, not in terms of having an agenda, but why it is such a rich theatrical place in which to put characters. It's, it's the one arena of our lives um, that we're willing to take tremendous risks for. We, we experience um, a number of different passions, jealousy, betrayal, um, great passion. And it's, it's just a wonderful place to show um, an, an ordinary character in extraordinary circumstances. So it's probably one of the most exciting things that could ever happen to us. I think so. I think if you, I think if you queried men and women, um, you know, wartime is, is an obvious thing that would, would, would compete with that. But um, I think for, for a lot of us, it is the central drama of our lives. That was Anita Shreve talking to me about her book, The Last Time They Met. I remember her as a very beguiling interviewee, and um, I'm not alone. She wrote about romance, but she lived a life. She married four times. This is the Author Archive podcast.